Deep in God's Word is a Bible study for women. Each month, your host, Cindy Colley, will discuss the study highlights and answer some of your questions. You can find more information about the Digging Deep Bible Study at thecolleyhouse.org. Now let's grab our shovels and dig into the meat of God's Word. Good morning. It's December. Happy holidays to you and your family. I hope it's a great month so far for you. We're having a lot of fun at the Collie House. Lots of company, lots of uh, expectations and anticipation of kids coming in and of Santa Claus coming to our house. We're just very excited this month. But also, I have really been in the Word in the last couple of days looking at presumptuous sin, and that's what I'd like to for us to discuss in the next couple of these audio podcasts that we're having. We're in month four of our study about authority. We are in a lesson about what is with all the rebellion. We truly live in a faithless society that is earmarked by rebellion against religion in general, and specifically New Testament Christianity. And we're going to go back to the book of Numbers that we've been studying this month and take just a few lessons, 10 lessons, as a matter of fact, about presumptuous sin from our passages in Numbers about the spies going in to search out the land of Canaan. We're going to take five of them in this podcast, and then we'll take the next five lessons about presumptuous sin in the next podcast. The first lesson that I would like for us to learn comes from the very beginning of chapter 13 when God spoke to Moses and said in verse 2, Send men that you may search out the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, everyone a ruler among them. And so Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. Lesson number one, these 12 men who were sent into the land of Canaan should have known that they were presuming against God because they were not Johnny-come-latelys. They were rulers, verse 2, and heads of those tribes. With rulership, headship, with teachers, with elders in the church today, with those who are in leadership positions comes responsibility. And the first responsibility, of course, is to have an unwavering faith, a trust in God yourself before you can lead people to do daring things in the name of the Lord Jehovah. These 12 men were heads and rulers, and they should have known the promises of God, and they should have remembered back the signs, the plagues that brought them out of the land of Egypt, the parting of the Red Sea. They should have known better than to be flailing and faltering and stumbling at the promises of God when it was time for them to go in and possess the land which the Lord had given them. In fact, um, let's see, in one of these verses, yes, verse 2, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel. That leads us to point number two. These ten men who were 
the failures of Numbers chapter 13 weren't called upon to make a military judgment. They were never asked to go in there and see if they could take the land. You notice what the Lord asked them. Verse 17, Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said, Get you up this way southward and go into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they're strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is. Go see what this land is like that they dwell in. What land? Verse 2, the land that God had already promised to give them. The land which God is giving them. Whether it be good or bad. And what cities they be that they dwell in. Whether in tents or in strongholds. And what the land is. Whether it's fat or lean. Whether there's wood therein or not. And be of good courage. And bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. They were not asked to decide whether or not Israel could go and possess that land. They were asked to go and assess the land that God had already given them. All the way back even further than this, but in Exodus 3, we read about Moses saying unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? And at that time, the Lord is calling Moses to go before Pharaoh while the Egyptians are still in bondage. And verse 7 of that chapter, Exodus 3, I have seen the affliction of my people, and I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of that land to a good land and a large land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And then he identifies that land. To the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now, behold the cry of the children of Israel. Has come to me, I've seen their oppression. So then he instructs Moses to go and begin the process of freeing them from the land of Egypt. All the way back while they were still in bondage, he identifies the land. And he says, I'm giving you this land. This is where I'm taking you. So these ten men, secondly, were not called upon to make a military judgment as to whether or not they were going to enter the land of Canaan, which is what they came back and did. They came back and said, we cannot go in there and do this. Number three, presumptuous sin is always contagious. I want you to notice it was 10 men who came back, 10 who came back with a negative report in verse 13 and said, we can't take the land. They said, there are strong people who dwell in the land, 13, 28. Um, the cities are walled. They're very great. And we saw the children of Anak there. Verse 33, we saw giants there, the sons of Anak, which came come out of the giants. And we were in our own sight like grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. Ten men came back faithless, fruitless. Well, they brought fruit, but they came back faithless. And they were fruitless spiritually. And verse 14, chapter 1, so all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried and the people wept that night and all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron and the whole congregation said to them oh would God that we had died in the land of Egypt or would God that we had died in this wilderness and wherefore has God brought us to this land to fall by the sword our wives and our children should they should be a prey were it not better for us to go back to Egypt let's make a captain and let's go back to Egypt 
Well, in the first place, they already had a captain. God was their captain, and God's appointed man was Moses. And all of a sudden, because these ten men decided that they couldn't do what God had outlined for them to do and had already promised them that they would victoriously do, we have the whole congregation of Israel trying to make an alternate plan besides the plan that Jehovah God had given them for going in and conquering the land. Presumptuous sin is contagious and others became quickly afraid and rebellious. Number four, presumptuous sin draws clear lines between the rebels and the faithful people. When you have a presumptuous sin, it's like driving a hammer down. That sin drives a hammer down between the people who have faith in God and the people who do not. So they said to one another, let's make us a captain. Let's go back to Egypt. But the faithful men then, at this time, Moses and Aaron, fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake to all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he'll bring us into this land, and he will give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. We're talking about four men, Moses, Aaron, Joshua, and Caleb, which, and they were not going to go over to the side of the faithless and the rebellious. They were going to stand on the other side of that presumptuous sin of rebellion and rejected that sin just drew a line between the people who were going to accept the rebellion who were going to be a part of the rising up and murmuring against Moses and Aaron and God himself and those men who were going to say no we're going to be faithful to God presumptuous sin does that to, to us today you can no doubt think of a time when you witnessed a presumptuous sin in the midst maybe of the church of God and there were certain people who followed along. Maybe the multitude of the people followed along. But I dare say you can think of some men who said, No, we can look at this sin and we can identify it for what it is. And we are going to stand with God. Presumptuous sin is like that. It has a way of dividing between the rebel and the faithful. And last for this podcast, number five, fearing people and rebelling, fearing those people who fear and those people who rebel against God, those two sins go hand in hand and characterize the same people. Let me see if I can say that a little bit more succinctly. Fearing people and rebelling people are the same people. Once we begin to fear, we begin to rebel. Look at chapter 14, verse 9. Joshua and Caleb are talking to the people of God. I believe Moses and Aaron were likely standing there with them. In verse 8, If the Lord delights in us, then he'll bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Number 9, What do you mean? What do you mean, Caleb? What do you mean, Joshua? We're afraid. He says, No, you're not just afraid. You're about to rebel against the Lord God. Verse 9, Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense has departed from them, 
and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And then a little precursor to the next podcast, verse 10. All the congregation bade stone them with stones. Let's just stone Caleb and Joshua, the faithful people. Sometimes fear leads to rebellion, which leads to persecution of God's faithful people. And that's exactly what was occurring in this chapter. We'll talk about five more lessons we take from this account of the spies in Numbers in our next podcast. I hope you have a great day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.